Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, Roy Turner, and we have an amazing show this week. To my right, to all you wrestling fans, WWE fans, you know like when you go to the show and there's that impossibly tall guy down there in the front row being obnoxious with signs? Frank the Clown. The other guy. <laughs> no, Frank is awesome. To my right is Rick the Sign Guy Ockberger. From- Hello, yay. And now, here's what's even funnier, is that you might be watching that show going, who is that dude? And you ever notice how right next to him, almost always to his left, is that kind of grayish Muppet-looking character that's always <laughs> to his left? My man, Scott Bama, is here. Scott, Rick, the yes. Steiner Brothers. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for having Thanks. us. How you doing? So, Rick, tell the world, again, your age, where you're from, where you're sitting right now. Well, uh, my birthday was uh, this year, March 21st, and I turned 49 years old. Goodness, I'm old. Well, again, happy belated birthday to you. I know you just had a, had a birthday, and I, I just had a birthday as well. We're Good. both recently happy birthday. In, thank you, sir. We're right both on. recently engaged. So, uh, yes, uh, you did. Me too. Uh, congratulations. That's awesome. You as well, sir. Now, you also, at the same time, you know, things might be going your way, but you recently had a court case actually today. Didn't you just come from court before you came here today? I did. I had a, uh, unfortunately, I had a speeding ticket and, uh, well, I had the opportunity of uh, opting out or going taking it to trial. So I did take it to trial and it said, you know, you can either hire an attorney or defend yourself. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll defend myself. And uh, to defend myself, I thought I'd bring some signs. To, <laughs> I know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, and my fiance just do not do that. You know, and, and I had signs that basically said, hey, look, was the radar malfunctioning? Jeez, uh, uh, did he have the right... Uh, that, did he get the right car when he was shooting the radar? I don't know. Things like that. And I went out and took pictures of where he was and his view and this and that. And so pretty much at the last minute, I, I gave up and uh, tossed the signs and kind of defended myself. And guess what? I lost. Yay. Okay. But see, the signs have gotten you this far. Okay. Yeah. So what I love is is that it's done you so well that I like to imagine this is the only way you can communicate. Like if we were having dinner... Would you hold up a sign that said, pass the pepper, please? <laughs> you know what? More water. Yeah, right. Service here. Yeah. This Just shit's cold. Like, <laughs> you know what's crazy is signs do say a lot, they, they uh, which do. is weird. It, like Scott can attest to this, that uh, we've even gone to uh, concerts where uh, you know, every once in a while I bring a sign or two. And this and that. So we've actually you know, seen uh, Aerosmith a few times and Lenny Kravitz. Uh, would open up, and uh, I guess, geez, after you know, drumming along with the uh, drummer of Lenny Kravitz, uh, <laughs> Lenny would look at me and go, oh, what's, what's he drumming along and pointing at my drummer for? I would, uh, her name is Cindy, and she's you know awesome. You know, I don't know if you've seen the videos. Oh yeah, Afro, and I was at, I was at that show you guys were talking about. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So well, they were in Houston. Okay. You know, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, just egging it on, and then they come to Dallas, and I said, Scott, you know what? I'm going to bring a sign <laughs> to this show. Just to th- so Lenny's playing his song, and 
you know, I'm doing my same thing. Yes, Cindy, you're awesome. Call me. And he goes, hold up. This guy has been drumming along and messing with my drummer. I pull out a sign that said, Cindy left her drumsticks on my bedside. (laughs) And he goes, and let me tell you something. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And I held it up. I turned around, showed the crowd. The crowd was like, yeah! I'm like, yeah! So Cindy came out from the drum set, came over, gave me some drumsticks, and that was just awesome. But do you see how you were able to get attention? Were you wearing the, the sign guy outfit? No, 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 no. man. Signs. It just it just works. I, I don't know. Like Tesla. You and I saw Tesla together. Yeah. You go, sign, sign. Yeah. No. But here's what's funny. Is that you were able to get attention before you presented the sign. Like, I mean, he, he picked you out of the crowd. Oh, uh, just because I was being a jerk. And, and you know, you're like seven feet tall. and, and you yeah, look- uh, Obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. It, it I, I guess it, it, it kind of works that way. Uh, I don't know. Geez, we were at a Pretenders concert, and I was doing the drumming and drumming along with that. And hey, drummer guy, you're gonna love this next song. And like, Chrissy Hyde played it to me. Oh my god! And, I don't know. It's just about being obnoxious, I guess. <laughs> and then you follow it up with the sign. Yeah, why not? Uh, d- d- saw Brett Michaels after a stupid marathon, and I said, "All Rock of Love rejects come here." The <laughs> fan loved it. Brad just pointed like he normally does eight million times. <laughs> like Beetle Bob, remember him? He used to see him at all the shows. So how how did okay? So Rick, how did you and Scott meet? Uh, Scott, well, you want to chime in here? Um, I'm not I'm through, really sure. Uh, my late wife, uh, Cindy, uh, she worked for 97.1 The Eagle. Okay. And uh, she was friends with... Cindy uh, Skull. Scott and... Uh, uh, no. Uh, no uh, uh, Sorry. Sorry. I'm, Go ahead. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, anyway, your ex-wife. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They were friends with uh, uh, Scott and Haven, and so they introduced, uh, she introduced me to them, and uh, yeah, we became friends. It, it just so happens that uh, during a 97-1, the Eagle uh, Freakers Ball, they had a costume contest. So, uh, for our listeners, that's a local affiliate here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Well, it's uh, Freakers Ball. Uh, right. They had a great concert, usually with you know someone like Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson or something you know freaky like that. But they also had a costume contest. Okay. So you could dress up, dress up like any anybody you want. And uh, well, I, I used to go as a, uh, a Seinfeld Kramer impersonator for many many years. You know, you, and I discovered this after you know sleeping, and I you know had a bunch of hair, and my hair would just poof up. And then I kind of looked in the mirror and go, yeah, whoa! And I go, whoa, I'm <laughs> looking for something. It was pretty yeah, solid so right there. I, I was actually a Kramer impersonator for many, many years. I would go to so many costume contests uh, over the DFW area and uh, participate and, and win lots and lots of money in the costume contest. I'd go into a good year, a good Goodwill, and wear stupid shirts and get a stupid crappy cigar with the hair pulled up and yeah, and just... I would win. I was on the uh, the Lisa show. I don't know if you know, but I remember Lisa Gibbons. Lisa Gibbons show. Uh, I, I did all that, but uh, at the uh, Freakers Ball, I, I went as Kramer and went and did the whole bit and uh, ran into uh, uh, Scott and we became friends and uh, we talked about our appreciation of uh, how great wrestling was and every Monday night we we would get together and, and watch uh, and watch Raw. So, so. so you guys actually learned you had rock and roll in common, you had wrestling in common. Yeah, yeah both. Yeah, right. Same, uh, different kind of music, but kind of kind of crossed a little bit. When when did the term sign guy 
first come into your vernacular? Like when did you, because you didn't call yourself that, somebody else called you that, or people started calling you that unofficially. When did you first hear it? Uh, that, that had to have been back in, um, I don't know, 2000, 2001, where I would just go, uh, where we would just go to shows and, you know, I'd walk around. Really, the the, uh, the, the dumb outfit, the uh, the blue shirt and red hat uh, came about of just going to shows and, you know, really getting on the skin of the wrestlers. I wanted their attention. Right. And since we were going to, you know, four or five shows you know, back to back called the loop. I was like, well, why not wear the same thing? So they know, Oh, it's that same guy. Oh God, he was there last night. Oh, you've engineered attention. <laughs> yeah. So I just wear the same stupid stuff. And so, uh, they would get it. And then I guess fans all of a sudden would come over and go, Hey, you're that guy with the signs. You're that sign guy. And it just kind of clicked and Okay. And uh, the WWE, this was back in, geez, 2002, I guess, uh, uh, one of their uh, guys came up, and it was in Houston, I think, oh, geez, I can't even remember when, but came up and says, we have a show called WWE Confidential, and we're thinking about doing a piece on you because you've been to so many shows, and, uh, you know, you have the, the stupid red hat and blue shirt now with dumb signs, you know, would you be, would you do something like this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He said, oh, they said... Are you going to a show, the next show in Houston? We said, yeah, we're going to that. So they invited us backstage, and we got to go in and sit and do this WWE confidential thing, which is amazing. You know, they, What year was this? Oh, my goodness. That had to have been 2003, 2004. So you're backstage. Yeah, we're, we're, they, they got us backstage, and we're ready to go Oh, And uh, Van Gundy, I guess he was the coach of the uh, Rockets at the time. He was going over stuff as we're waiting to go in some separate room for, uh, I don't know. It was pretty cool. We, we came in, and I'm s- sitting there with my signs, and they asked me about a bunch of questions. And they said, well, uh, we heard you're in a bunch of publications. Would you show with those? And I was like, yeah, I happen to have them here because they asked me beforehand. So I held him up, and all of a sudden, John Cena busts in. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, hey, what are you doing here? You got some signs tonight. Show me your best sign. And I was actually one of the first ones to have, uh, you know, I had his face with the, uh, the, 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 the paper hand to move <laughs> over his face and yeah. stuff like that. And he goes, oh, this guy's classic. He starts rapping about me. Oh, so cool to see him. he was still like the thugonomic guy. He was still the th- thugonomic guy. And a lot of people don't know. He was, you know, he was a heel for a long time. Right, right, right. And uh, it was so great to boo him and yeah. uh, get a reaction out of him. Because yeah. I've, I've learned long ago uh, that I, I love the heels big time in my heart. But I know... If I cheer them, I'm not going to get nothing out of them. Right, I got to right. boo them. Right. So, yeah, that's so where the, I, where the I booed John, booed Big Show, and, and this and that. But uh, he was there, and then uh, Rhino came in, and I had a, he goes, You got a sign for me? And I go, I do. And <laughs> it said, Rhino might. What do you think? He goes, It looked good on the shirt, wouldn't it? He goes, your blood will look good on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to see this. Oh, that's great. What an honor yeah, to, be, right, right. to be invited to do something like that. So, yeah, that was really cool. So that, I guess that's what kind of started it all. You know, we kept going to shows, and, you know, it's all about us going. It's just, 
enjoying the show. It's well, even your shirt is a is a, an amalgamation of rock and roll and and wrestling. Is your you know it says Sign Guy Army, which of course is an appropriation of the Kiss Army. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my brother in law, his brother, uh, no, actually his stepbrother, his stepbrother, yeah, uh, he was a uh, designer, and they said how much I love. Kiss, and they go, well, let's make a sign guy army shirt. So this was many, many years ago. So, boom, uh, this happened. So, uh, yeah, I, I give credit all to Bug, man. So uh, I've just had this ever since. And speaking of credit, I remember you telling me uh, when the WWE was originally in Dallas, uh, and you, where you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, mm-hmm. is that... My man Scott here, even though he sounds kind of quiet today, he's actually a bit of a muse for you because you were saying that he had kind of had pointed you. Tell the story that you told me about JBL. Well, it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm the loudmouth, obviously. I, I, I love to stand up. I love to get attention from the wrestlers and from the crew and just and yell stuff. And a lot of my stuff is lame, you know, uh, but this and that. But every once in a while, you know, my best friend Scott will lean over and say, hey, say this, say this. And so we were behind the announce table, and JBL, you know, was sitting there with a Coke, and, you know, JBL hates me. But, uh, <laughs> well, I love him, but we'll, we'll get to that. But he might like me. But, uh, you know, he's sitting there announcing and this and that, and I go, tell JBL you should be drinking a Diet Coke. Yeah. Hey, JBL, you should be drinking a Diet Coke. Shut up, side guy. So, <laughs> so, but, so, but see, right there, so that's what I mean. JBL knew to say "sign guy." That's what I mean. Like, like when, when, uh, when did it become just kind of no, no quarter for the rest of the wrestlers? Like, when did you? I don't know. Tend, tend to kind of feel that, Scott. I mean, we were going to about fifty shows a year, so yeah, consistently for how long? Ten years, fifteen <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, because I mean, I, after seeing us. In the on the loop three or four or five nights. No, listen. In a row. People listening to the show might not know what the loop is, so why don't you explain that real fast as well? It's just you know uh, they start like on a Friday in one city, go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesdays TV, and it's you know all of them are pretty close by, driving or flying, and uh, you know you can just hit all the cities right in a row if you haven't you know, if you can take time off. Now a lot of people thought that you know for example like. May have thought that it was a it was a work like that you're part of the show and, yeah. I, and I wanted to lead into that because do you remember how you and I first met Rick? Uh, was it at the concert? It was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I've gotten that before, like going to the restroom and stuff. Man, you're great. You're put on a great show down there. Man, how much do they pay you to do that? And right. But. but I, it's a compliment. That's nice. All right. But, uh, you know, at the concert that we went to, which, uh, I mean, I, I was there to see, but to be honest with you, I was there to see Local H. Right. I was and, there to see Helmet. And right. you're a big Helmet fan. That's right. That's right. So uh, I was up there being obnoxious and yelling at Local H and blah, 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 blah. Then Helmet came on and I looked back and, hey, man, get up to the front. I, what? But I'm, I'm, I'm six six. And right. No, you were very generous. But here's here's how I remember it. it was because I'd seen like I just I think at some point I was getting back into wrestling and I kept seeing you. And keep in mind, I don't know I don't know that you're local. All right, I'm seeing you on TV. I'm seeing you. Know, I'm watching wrestling. How did you know it was me? I wasn't wearing the, like the gear. Uh, once again, you're a pretty hard guy to miss, there, my friend. And so that attractive. 
Well, not only that, just unforgettable in so many ways. No, sure. All right. You know, I'm pretty well, good. I'm smell. pretty good with adjectives, but uh, you you defy. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I kept seeing you, okay, and then I think that I went to, like, a local show or something, and then you were there, too, and I was like, okay, so I remember me and a friend, we went to that show, and I see you up front. You're not wearing the sign guy outfit, but it wasn't much different. I think you were wearing a black hat, maybe a blue, maybe a, a you know, a different kind of, but whatever. And so, finally, I was like, because it was funny, because we had just had a, had a conversation about, you know, in a way, maybe even in the car up there, I was like... I think that guy's part of the show. And then we get there, and you're there. But it's not wrestling. It's a rock and roll show. Mm. So I came up to you, and I was like, okay, dude. What's up? What what gives? <laughs> and I was like, all right. So, so the, you know how, like, even with wrestling, if you were to ask anybody, even in the 80s, if you were to ask somebody, is everything you're watching here on the up and up, they would tell you no, right? Okay. So that's what I was thinking, that you were part of the show. And you were like, no, man. You, do you remember this? I, I do, and, um, and I get it. Uh, there was one time we were like at a hotel, and Shawn Michaels walked in. And I go, Shawn, hey, good to see you. He goes, hey. He goes, how do you like working for us? I go, I don't. He goes, hey, in this business, you never know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I go, man. Oh, oh okay. Jeez. No, we we don't. And uh, I guess, in a sense, it'd, it'd be nice if we did. It'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then again, being a plant and stuff, that would kind of ruin things, wouldn't it? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But you can so, see why people would think that because because you wouldn't imagine that anybody would. Spend as much time and money if they weren't getting, you know. And, yeah. But at the same time, there's got to be somebody that appreciates the miles and the effort that you put into. Give me some feedback about that. Well, oh, geez. Just uh, what amazes me is, you know, watching now and, and seeing, you know, you see the same guys out there in the front row, which is which is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, God bless them. If, if they can afford to do so and go and, and do what they love, I mean, that's basically what we did for many, many years. So it's it's just a, it, it was a, it was a hobby, and it's great. And when we have a chance to do it, hell yeah, we're going to go and do it. And see, that's that's awesome. I mean, it makes you real fans. That's the real deal. Okay. <laughs> Who so wouldn't? It's, it's, it's a blast. So, again, we're doing... You know, WrestleMania is around the corner. You know, WrestleMania is. is next week. And so, you know, we're, it's about the story of Rick Ockberger and, you know, the sign guy. But we're also doing WrestleMania predictions. So, Scott, I'm going to start with you. We're going to start with our first of the night, the first WrestleMania 34 prediction. Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We both know, of course, that Asuka is still undefeated uh, in America, at least. Uh, so... What do you? What, who do you have in the match there, Scott? Um, I would probably go with Oscar. They'll keep the streak going. Okay, Rick. You know what? It, it, it's a tough one, and uh, I've gotten questions like this for who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's gonna... Bottom line is, I want a great show. Yeah, and win or lose, whoever does. God, I know it's going to be awesome, and I know those two are going to put on a great show. Yep. Um, let me say this about Charlotte Flair: is 
she does stuff that I've never seen before. Uh, as far as the the women's division, it's amazing. And Asuka comes in and does stuff that I've never seen before. Right. So basically, yeah, it's generic of of excuse me, what Charlotte said of she's never faced anyone like me. I've never faced anyone like her. She's exactly right. Well, we no, don't know what we're going to get. Yes, we have a streak going. Right. Absolutely. <sighs> Prediction, who's going to win? God, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, Charlotte has the belt. I mean, it, it's mind-blowing. Uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Okay, so you're, you're going to go with Asuka. You're going with Charlotte. Yep. And yeah, again, we're, I, we're on the uh, pay-per-view panel. We're going to go opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, so I'm saying... And, uh, and, you know, and so, you know, neither one of you are, uh, of course, you know, are as good to look at as, of course, as Renee Young. But, uh, so, okay, but think about this. Okay, so I'm like you. When I watch wrestling, I cheer good. Like, meaning, like, I don't care who wins. I want, yeah. I cheer good. Yeah. But for the sake of this, we are going with predictions. I think that that Asuka winning makes more of a storyline kind of thing. And, 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 and again, I want to remain a fan. This isn't the indie, uh, smart mark thing where people like, I, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff at all, ever. I, I, I prefer to remain a genuine fan without tearing it apart. So I want a, an answer from a fan standpoint, not from a insider kind of nonsense. Right. Well, I... I how long do you keep Oscar undefeated? Well, how long did Goldberg go? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, how long did he go? Yeah. I don't know. A long time. Okay. So so now we've got the first prediction out, out of the way. I wanted to pose this. I like Charlotte. You like Charlotte? I do. Let's go. Okay. Final answer. Yes. Okay. Now, you've been on every TV show. Have you ever been on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> That's why I said final answer. I thought it might be speaking your language. Heck no. I couldn't answer any of those questions. Well, somebody... I'd rather pick numbers and pick cases. Well, no thinking involved. Well, somebody, again, obviously, not only loves attention so much that you basically have wheeled yourself that on... I said you were on the Lisa Gibbons short-lived talk show. You were... Yeah, I canceled that show. (laughs) I think it might have been. I didn't need any help from you at all. (laughs) <laughs> and so I, uh, and then you were backstage on WWE Confidential. Well, again, a lot of people might wonder how the hell did you finance all of this? And the deal, in the no, I guess pun intended, the deal is that you were on the game show Deal or No Deal. What year was that? How did you win and how much? Uh, well, that was back in, I want to say 2007. Uh, was the show, and uh, you know, I would check uh, uh, WWE.com all the time for updates and information. So I'd go and look, and, and I saw a picture of Harry Mandel on there, and I clicked on him. What is he doing on there? It said, Hey, Sacramento fans, come join us at the, uh, at the show in Sacramento and uh, audition to be Deal or No Deal. I was like, Man, I can't go to Sacramento. I live here in Dallas. So uh, they said, oh, if you can't make it, send us a, a five-minute tape. Done. Got a tape. <laughs> Sent him a bunch of just... Did you help him with the tape, Scott? Uh, no. No. No, he did it He did it with friends and family. And 
Uh, he me. actually went, but uh, went, right? <laughs> but y'all went to but y'all but you went to Sacramento with him though. No, no, no. We didn't go to Sacramento. Uh, oh, I thought you filmed it at home, right? You made the video. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Made the video. At home. Man, I just pieced together all the stupid stuff I did, uh, you know, with the. Uh, you know, glimpses on TV and right. just yelling at them, you know, and like face to face with Triple H yelling and stuff like that. Sent them that. And I said, hmm, cross your fingers. And I said, hey, well, you know, we might be interested. What else can you show us? And man, it was like a, uh, a it was basically a three month audition. Uh, I, I went through uh, phone calls and videos and this and that and uh, a very lengthy vetting process. Oh man, or, or supporters, it just it, it went forever. It went for about three months, and they said, uh, "Would you like to do it?" Sure, I would like to do it. So, uh, yeah, they they flew. I've been spending three months for nothing here. You know? <laughs> oh man, I, you know it was great. Uh, actually, they they picked uh, uh, my my friend Jeb, my sister, and I couldn't believe it. They picked my mom as a supporter, who is, you know, very. Timid, very nice, and the best mom ever, and stuff. But uh, not, you know, a loudmouth like myself. Right, right. But you know, they picked her, and they were all great, uh, and brought them on the show as supporters. Uh, my father was in the audience, and my best friend Scott was there. So, so you, you were actually in attendance, right? Yeah, I was in attendance. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So we all went out there inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was crazy. The whole. The whole process of that and everything was amazing. They put us up in a hotel, and then uh, I guess uh, our call was about ten in the morning. Uh, went there, and uh, you know, don't talk to the models, don't talk to anyone. We had to sign a bunch of release forms, not to say anything after the outcome. And right, right, sure. Whatever, uh, and, and, and NDA, you had to sign, yeah. Sure, sure. All, all this stuff, what to do, what not to do, and so I just went out there, and you know, wear my you know blue shirt, red hat, and. Got out there and uh, started picking cases and this and that. It was it was great. I brought some signs. I, I didn't know when to hold them up and when not did, to. Did the producers ask you to, to bring the signs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so they reviewed all the signs. Said, okay, okay, you could do that. No, not can't do that. Whatever, whatever. Um, but at one point they said, okay, we're having trouble with your mic. W- would you step outside for a little bit? So I did. I, I went out and we'll check them out. We'll check one, two, one, two. Oh. Just like that, and uh, I I came back in, was playing the game again, and I picked up terrible case, and uh, all of a sudden you're nice going, so good. What? I look over in the crowd. It's Edge and Randy Orton. They have signs holding up against me. Booing me has my face with the Ghostbusters thing through it. <laughs> and Sign Guy Sucks or something like that. And they're booing me. It's like, how surreal is this? For years, I've booed them. And they're giving this to me. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> Boo! All of a sudden, boom. Bobby Lashley and John Cena come out in this big cloud of smoke. And the, the cavalry has arrived. And they come down. And they come and become supporters for me. And so, yeah, I get because they were they were the uh, was it they were the face of the yeah. heels in the in the audience. Yeah, I guess so. So Edge and and Randy go to, to the other seats, and man, I, I can't I can't tell you how 
funny Edge and Randy were during that whole segment. Oh, Is there, yeah. it, 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 it was just so surreal and so great. And uh, and your second Bobby, interaction with John Cena at that point. Because uh, John had done the confidential, so now this was number two, right? I, I, John is, is, is so great, and, and Bobby is so great. It, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing great to say, like great things about those guys. It's, it's well, here's, here's what's interesting. So I think the takeaway from this is, is, is this, is that don't you think, for those that are listening, that she shows you, you think that you're on a game show and you think that all they do is just draw a name out of a hat or all you have to do is send in a postcard. What they don't realize is that you're on television. It takes so a lot of work. It, it does. That these people are basically, are basically just like actors that don't have to, you know, like... You know, not to say that they're actors, but it's almost the same thing as an actor going out on an audition. Is that fair to say? I guess so. I mean, I think they were looking through a lot of people to uh, to be on the show because it took three months. Well, they were building a storyline, okay, because think about it, because what they did was is that you are good television. There's a reason why people respond to you. The reason why you got picked, because you are good television. You see what I'm saying? Like... Uh. A tall, crazy-looking dude waving a bunch of signs in his arms, and then they saw they they invested. I think they saw the passion. Well, they wouldn't have flown the other wrestlers out there and built this whole thing around you. Like if he and I had been a guest, it wouldn't have happened. I think so. I, I do. I, I think it was uh, like built around WrestleMania. It was close to WrestleMania, and why not? Yeah. Uh, so you think, I think it was I already just, in place? I, I think though. any any diehard fan would would. Would draw draw the same, but you know have have the same talent out there. Sure. So you think that what they were doing is they were already building something, some sort of cross promotion with WrestleMania, and yeah. and then they, it, it was they around were, that time. Sure. They, and they were inserting, and so here comes you, and then you're, you know, a known name, and it's good television. So that's probably why why you got picked. I don't think it has anything to do with me, really. Now think about this though. Okay, so. If you already had footage of you guys being in the front row at that point, okay, this is before you won the money. So, how many shows had you gone to where you guys were like like front row at that point? Seven hundred. Oh no! Before the deal or no deal? Uh, yeah. No, 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 not that many. No, Scott. I. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, five or five hundred, or in between, or two fifty yeah, or twenty, couple hundred. Okay, so a couple hundred. So you guys are already veterans. So what the hell financed that then? Uh, well, I mean, you know, just uh, one, just just that's you know that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So now, and also back then, tickets were. You know, $50. Okay, but now I want to talk, and that's that's true. Things are a lot different. Yeah. I, I can remember us going to WrestleMania 19 in Seattle and not realizing that they they do Raw the next day in the same city. Right. And just wanting to go to, to the see the Experience Music Program and the, and the Space Needle and seeing all these wrestling fans. And I was like, what are they still doing here? And walked over to the Key Arena and we're talking 20 minutes after doors had opened and bought a decent seat for $15. Yeah. I mean, back then, tickets were like 15 to right. 50, 50 and keep, to 40. And keep in mind, this is, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's last 
there's a whole thing we'll talk about. We can talk about later. Where I actually, I actually sat across from Stone Cold on the flight home from Dallas, which was not knowing that was his last match and a very very heavy 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 moment there for him. Not knowing. Oh wow! Jacqueline was sitting behind him. I used to work for an airline, so that's why I was able to fly first class. And uh, anyway, we, we're, we're going to tell we're going to do an entire thing about that at some point. Oh, and wow. So. But I thought I would share that. So, but here is something that, that you have, and I wanted to talk about this for a second, is that what is, you obviously you like attention and like having fun and, and, and you're there to, you know, it's all in the spirit of good fun. But we do live in a different age now of wrestling with wrestling fans where a lot of the fans are trying to get themselves over. What is your opinion of that? Uh, I would think... To be honest with you, initially when we first started going and in the front row and, uh, geez, for a couple years, I was like, man, I hope these signs get on. Oh, yeah, so I can watch back later. Yeah, boy, yeah. After a while, eh, you know, uh, really the point was to make the, the, the wrestlers, the, the staff, whoever, the crew laugh. Right. Get a reaction out of them. Tear up a sign, point, uh, do something, flip me off, great. Uh, to this day, I, I enjoy that. I, I don't care about, you know, oh, my son got on TV, yay. No, it's more about making them laugh. Right, right, right. Or, uh, you know. But you know that that's that there are some people where that's not the case. Do you take Well, we don't know. We uh, we we can't speak for them. That's true, but but you at the same time, you know, it wouldn't be a hard sell to say that there's people out there. You mentioned Frank the Clown earlier, yeah. uh, where they're trying to carve out, you know, a, a certain character for either reasons of just attention or notoriety or notification. Do you take any responsibility for breeding that since you were kind of the first? No. <laughs> no. I, in fact, I, I don't think I've... They're just fans like us, man. Yeah. They're there. They want to see a great show, and they are seeing a great show. Right. And, uh, hey, if they want to wear the same stuff or, you know, do the same thing, wear the same dumb outfit, heck, yeah, superstars come out there and they know. Right. You know, they see... Uh, you know, world's greatest fan, or Brock Lesnar guy, or Frank the Clown, or you know the the green shirted guy, or long haired guy. Yeah, and Scott, who that's would, awesome. You were talking about uh, his name is Simon. He always he's always there with his mom. He's always he's always in the front row. Yeah, he's been going for the last couple of years. Yeah, right. Okay, because I've noticed in the last five or six pay per views that they're they are right there in the oh, front yeah. row every single time. And I bet you anything, the wrestlers acknowledge that. And heck yeah, I would come back if I still got acknowledged like that. That's great. Good for him. That keep going and doing that. That's perfect. Brings me to my next question. So I wish he'd bring more signs. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching, man. I, I like when people bring you know the, uh, a clever, stupid sign. My, believe me, my all my uh, a lot of my signs are terrible. I mean, Scott will be attached to that. <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah, he Some of them are pretty good. Most of them are good. No, that's a lie. Yeah, you won't. No, okay, Scott. So, so tell me, what was what was a, a more memorable sign from, from Rick <laughs> that, that, when, when you think about it? Oh man, uh, we're talking attitude era, and that's well, going to yeah, be rough a lot of stuff listeners. wouldn't even be allowed now. But, yeah, um, one of my favorites is when he had a Batista sign, and it showed like ten different pictures of him, oh. all with the same look on his face, and it said one for happy. 
sad, mean. <laughs> yeah, Batista's acting ability, it yeah. was all the same, <laughs> the same <laughs> stuff. Uh, Dave hit me up on Twitter and just loved that. See, okay. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay, okay, so here, here's what I, what I mean. Right That's there. a reaction I'm looking for. Okay, so at what point, here's what I mean. You have, by way of the signs and other different things, and you're a nice guy. I mean, we're friends. I mean, there's a reason why, why we're doing this today. Is that you have been able to endear yourself, though, to the wrestlers. Now, again... Whereas, like you said, maybe the other people are having their efforts being recognized or acknowledged by the wrestlers. Yours seems to be a bit more unique. And what I mean is is that at some point, they like you. There's wrestlers that you've endeared yourself to. Like you said, Dave Bautista is probably not hitting up the Lesnar guy or, or Frank the Clown. But he is hitting you up because he appreciates the cleverness, maybe the effort, maybe you guys, for whatever reason. Why do well, you why do you think that is? And, and and walk me through that. Chat me up about that. Well, they're performers. They are professionals. They get it. You know, okay. if I hold up a stupid sign to boo them, I, I I think they really appreciate it. If I hold up a sign to cheer them, I think they would really anyone right holding up any kind of acknowledgement. I would think is great for a professional wrestler because they're getting out there. They got something. Right. I held up a sign um, just the other day for Drew Gulak. Guess who had the only sign for Drew Gulak? Right. Me. So that, that makes and sense. And the sign sucked, but he came over and he goes, I like your sign. I go, thank you. Well, it's like the, it's like the, it's like the Weird Al, it's like the Weird Al acknowledgement. Like Kurt Cobain said he knew that he had made it when, when Weird Al had called right. uh, to, to, to ask if he could cover, you know. Uh, smells like teen spirit. So it's like, hey man, you've, you know, there's probably a conversation in the back going, hey man, you've made it. Sign guy has made a sign about you. Uh, what's weird is we, jeez. <laughs> and I, I don't even know if I got this correctly or not. We're, we're at a house show and we love house shows better than the TV and the pay per views. But, uh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> is it the Tyler story? No, the, 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 uh, let me help you, help you out, though. Okay, I go to a wrestling show, let's say, hypothetically. I hold up a sign. Let's say it's clever, whatever. Let's say I do that five times in a row, and I wear the same thing. Even before, let's say, that you didn't exist. I got, I got a feeling that it's just not going to happen in the same way. That's my point. What do you think has endeared you to them? Because... I know for a fact that there's some wrestling fans out there that are trying to get themselves over that the wrestling wrestlers do not like. And I can, I'm not going to, you know, disclose too much, but I know for a fact, not that they don't like them, but they, they, they smell an agenda and that's what puts them off from it. Whereas with you, it seems to be genuine and that's why they appreciate it. So maybe I'm answering my own question here. Wow. I just wanted to hear from you though. What I'm saying is, if Brock Lesnar guy goes up to Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar's like, get away from me, kid, okay? But, you know, he's not hitting him up on Twitter like Batista did you. That's my point. Talk about that. Well, I, I think that depends on the, the superstar. Because yeah. I don't think Brock Lesnar really tweets out much. Or that, That's fair to say, but I mean, but it, it's not entirely, my point isn't entirely dismissive, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'll give you one more point, all right? I could stand up. In front row and do 
the clap thing that you do where you kind of get the crowd clapping, okay? <laughs> no one's going to clap. Whenever we were in Raw on... Uh, I, I disagree. I, okay. pre- I appreciate your humbleness. The reason why people are clapping because they recognize you and they want to... They want to follow that. It's true. Scott, help me out here. Tell yeah, me. I, I, no, I agree. I, I, I agree. Other people get it going, but his clap uh, seems to echo throughout the building. And uh... it, it, No, and I have to, unfortunately, Scott might not like this, but I have to give credit to Scott for this. I would start, start a slow clap, and uh, I don't know if you ever saw... Uh, not another teen movie where the yeah, guy of course, of course. slow clap at the wrong time <laughs> right. and you get nothing. That was me at wrestling shows. And there'd be a slow moment where, you know, Scott would nudge me and to get him in a, a rest hold, to get him in a headlock, and I'd stand up and what do you know? Boom! Yeah, it would hit, and this was years and years Time, and years ago. Is key Time, okay. it. Yeah. He's right, but well, the, other people have tried and it doesn't work. But then you'll see a little kid next, uh, three three seats down from us. He'll do it, and the crowd will start. Yeah, it just depends. But yeah. I think I think two things here. I think one is this. One, I think people are also kind of looking to see what you're going to do because you're kind of now in that environment. Like, what's... I want to see what the sign's going to be. What is this nut going to do, okay? And so <laughs> when you stand that. up and do it... Okay, now... What's the nut going to do? I think what also endears you to the wrestlers because if the crowd is dead, you have kind of become now the unofficial. And I've seen it. I know that you get up and clap when the crowd is kind of dead to be like, hey, to remind people of why we're here. I've seen you do it, okay? Well, that's, and that's true. And there's got to be a wrestler that's going, man, thank God for that sign guy do, with the clap thing or you know, the crowd was, was, was dead. Talk about I, that. Uh, well, I, I, I love them. I, lo- I love the show that they're putting on, and I, I, I totally respect what they're doing. And, yeah, if it's dead, heck, yeah, I'll, I'll get it going. And believe me, if I'm up there and yelling at someone and they yell back, it's, it's only going to fuel the fire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and slow clap and boo them and... Yeah, try to get things going. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's um, it's such a fun show. Yes, and uh, you know, going for so many years, it's amazing uh, how many years we've been going to each show. I think it's been more than like fifteen hundred, but uh, every show just seems like the first one. It, it, it's as fun as the last one. Right. It, it, it's great. That's true. That's true. That's like and five years of your life. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like five years of your life. I mean, I, I got people go, why, why do you guys keep going, man? It's just the same show. No, it's not. Yeah. No. If you go and you experience, and, uh, you know, I love bringing signs, getting a reaction out of them. If they want to tear it up or, you know, dump water or Yell or flip me off or something. It's awesome. It's great getting a reaction out of them. So and it hasn't always gone your way though. Even outside of the uh, the wrestling thing, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna take a quick break right now to talk about some of our sponsors that keeps this show rocking and bringing it to you each and every single week, every Thursday. Lots and lots of great guests. We had Mixmaster Mike of the Beastie Boys last week. Uh, we've got uh, all kinds of great uh, artists coming up. Lots of great, great guests coming your way. Go on to iTunes. Go to Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Type it in. 
Click the, the subscribe button. It's free, and we can keep bringing you shows just like this each and every single Thursday. Uh, also, if you go to our website, which is trickykid.com, it's tricky-kid.com, you actually will see pictures. When you see this episode, you're going to be seeing pictures of what we're doing right now. I'll have pictures of Rick up, up and all his antics, and you get to see some of these signs and yeah, links and to some of these, these great Great matches and all this great stuff. Want to give a shout out to Bulletproof Coffee for being a proud sponsor of Tricky Kid Radio. If you go into your local cold coffee section at Whole Foods, uh, where Whole Foods is in the South, you'll be able to find Bulletproof Coffee. Uh, wanted to thank them for being. Also, when you're on TrickyKid.com, everybody needs office furniture. So when you're there, click on OfficeFurnitureToGo.com. If you click on it and you buy something, they throw a couple of bucks back uh, to the show and is able to kind of keep the lights on here uh, as we keep rolling. Uh, guys, I wanted to let everybody know where they can find you on the interwebs. Rick, where can they find you? Uh, my address is... No. That, uh, I don't know. Uh, you're on Rick, Twitter? Yeah, Rick WWE Sign Guy... I bet they could probably just put it in a search engine, right? Yeah, I don't even know. Okay. Are you on Instagram as well or just Twitter? Nope, not Instagram. Yeah. Just uh, just Twitter right now. You're officially over 40, my friend. And yeah. so I know Jossie had me do it recently, too. And I, and I just do it as a love letter to her. So, Scott, where can they find you on the interwebs? At all? Uh, nope, no possible way. At, at all, right, right, right. No. Yeah, you don't find Scott. He finds you, right? <laughs> or you can find him on the WWE Network for only... Is it still nine nine ninety nine? All right. right. Okay, and of course you can find us on Twitter at Tricky Kid and the number two. Uh, go on to Facebook, type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast, and again, click subscribe. And if you can leave us a five star rating, it would be great. Or any sort of review, it really, 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 really helps us there. Okay, and then uh, we're going to give you uh, the song of the week, and then we're going to come right back with another prediction. Uh, as well as maybe a time when the signs didn't go exactly uh, <laughs> well, uh, good or bad. So Do you have that long a segment for that? Uh, so we will come right back. And this, this after we play the song of the week, which is brand new music from the mighty Judas Priest. Uh, they have a brand new record uh, out called Firepower, which is a perfect title. It's her first record in four years. Uh, so excited to bring you the return of the Mighty Priest. Um, I'm a lifelong fan of this band. Uh, easily the best thing they've done since Painkiller. I know you've probably been hearing about them a lot in the press lately about who's in the band or who isn't. And, uh, you know, Glenn Tipton out and, and wondering if K.K. Downing was going to come back and, and, and that sort of thing. But they're going to be on tour all summer. Check out the Mighty Judas Priest. This is firepower. Yeah, still 
you guys. Hey, folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such iconic classic films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Vulgar. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio. You got it. Hey. Hey, guys, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such classic cult hits as Clerks, Clerks 2, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Brutal Massacre, many, many more. And you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Uh, this, you're listening to Tricky Kid. Radio. I messed that up anyway. I'll look at it post. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Marilyn. They didn't know he's Marilyn. Hello. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. And you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. You know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Hey, everybody. This is actor-musician Scott Schiaffo, best known from the Kevin Smith films Clerks and Vulgar. You are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Yes, we've got Rick Ackberger. Was that Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> <laughs> the WWE sign guy. Only meant for dogs to hear, right? Uh, right. Uh, we have the WWE sign guy here. We're making predictions about the upcoming WrestleMania 34. Where's Where's WrestleMania this year? To New Orleans this year, returning back uh, after four years. I was there at WrestleMania 30. So you guys are actually going to be in uh, in in the house for the upcoming WrestleMania. Yes. Will you be there? Uh, you know, that's. I'm going to grab my magic eight ball and shake it, and uh, and I'll let you know at the end of the show. How's that? <laughs> Uh, so, but you guys are gonna are gonna be there. We're going. Can yep. can we expect people to see you in front row? Or are you? Uh, well, actually, uh, for Christmas, my lovely fiance uh, got us uh, seats uh, for WrestleMania. So there is a possibility that you might see us down there. Yeah. Good, 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 good. So okay, so that's good. So Scott, are, are, so what are you most excited about to see for WrestleMania this year? Um, I like all the battle royal stuff. Any multi multi person match is always good. Three ways, four ways, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Any any specific match or outcome that you're you're, you're or any any little moment that you're hoping to see? No, I just hope everybody puts on a good show like they usually do, and you know, uh, no particular match that I can think of offhand. Is there any is there any musical performances this year? Because usually those in the past have been awesome. And it, in the last few years, those have been not so awesome. So, well, I think they got Kid Rock probably going to do something. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, because he's going to the Hall of Fame, yeah, right? So hopefully. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you a quick, just a quick little thing here, just for a second, about the performances. Okay, so I watched wrestling as a kid until I turned 18, which was in 1992. And the last wrestling program that I saw was WrestleMania 8. And didn't see wrestling literally not one second. I missed all the Attitude Era. I've never seen WCW. Wow. I did not see wrestling again until November of 2000. And the reason why, I just happened to be from the TV set. And I saw Kane, who I thought was The Undertaker. And I was like, oh, The Undertaker wears red now. This is, I kind of missed this. And so I started watching and picking up the storylines and then finding out that WrestleMania was going to be in Houston. I was like, oh, I've never been to one of those. I used to dream about going. Then I found out that Motorhead was going to be there. 
Fun little fact, for about two years, I didn't know Triple H's name. I knew him as he who comes out to Motorhead. (laughs) So I actually went down to WrestleMania 17 specifically to see Motorhead. Wow. Wow. And ended up seeing, which we now know is one of... Were you close to Motorhead, where they were? I was not, but it was enough. (laughs) Right? Well, how's this? I wasn't close to the ring, but yes, I was close to Motorhead. So I was right where... They the stage member was I was above it so I was right above Lemmy oh, and all wow. that so right that was Lemmy how many times have you seen Motorhead is almost as many times as you guys have seen WWE shows <laughs> wow. wow yeah a lot so I'm a, I'm a massive massive Motorhead fan so that was uh, so so for a while for a while Triple H was my favorite wrestler because he came out to Motorhead you know oh, yeah any memorable any memorable things like that for you in terms of, of music. Uh, at, at the WWE. Oh, at a WWE event. Right, at a WrestleMania event, right? Oh, not at a concert. Uh, at a WrestleMania event. Well, I shook hands with uh, Georgia Florida Line. <laughs> I didn't know who they were, but right. I said, good job, guys. You're doing good. <laughs> uh, Florida came over. Florida, right? Yeah, and I said, good job. That's a big dude. He looks like a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Sat next to, um, geez, uh, the Dead Zone guy. Oh, oh, sorry, 16 Candles Breakfast Club. Um, Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. Super nice guy. But he didn't perform, right? No, I'm trying to think of musical okay. guys. I don't, not too many. No. Yeah. You know? Um, Living Color did the thing. I'm a big fan of theirs. Yeah. And I was there for that in New York. At the WrestleMania? In, yeah. in 29, when I lived in New York. I thought that was cool. Get a New York band to, you know, and it was his theme song at the time as well. So, yeah. so that was cool. You know. I have one. Okay. Actually, we were in Memphis. And I looked over. And I went, oh, my God. That's Josie Scott. Lead singer of Saliva. Sang Batista's theme? Heck yeah! And, uh, uh, I, geez, I, I must have seen uh, Saliva, I don't know, 25 times. Awesome. Great. Went over there. How are you, sir? Good to see you, my friend. Yeah. I've been to so many shows and being, you know, that loud, obnoxious guy, he knew and they go, How you doing? Oh, the new album's coming out. Great. We got a new producer. But I remember seeing him for that, and he, I just remember, I, I talked to him about the, making the Batista song, you know, I walk alone, <laughs> and he was so appreciative, and uh, just, just couldn't believe they, you know, accepted this, and he, he, he just couldn't believe uh, uh, how great it, came, it turned out, and he was so nervous, but it came out to be a great song, and he got to meet Batista, and Batista said, oh, this is great, and... So yeah, just meeting Josie Scott was pretty cool. But uh, and the only one of us here that's old enough to have uh, have been able to enjoy uh, at the time uh, Run DMC at WrestleMania Five would would be you, Scott. So so were you? Did you happen to see that live or? Uh, I did not. <laughs> Run DMC was at WrestleMania. They did WrestleMania rap at WrestleMania Four oh, or Five. Didn't four, know that. Yeah, Four no. or Five, right? You know, and so the. Um, and then okay so alright so now alright things haven't always gone so well 
Okay, in terms of people that are <laughs> sure they may come over, you know, um, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Is it kayfabe? For the record, is it K A Y F A B? Man, I don't even know what that word means. I don't even know what mark means, to be honest with you. Good, good, good. Okay, because I don't want to get into all those terms and crap. But what I mean is this is that there are people that are coming over that are ripping up this sign in good fun and while staying in character. Okay, but. If you guys, if he saw you later, he'd be like, man, great sign. Let You know, right. Okay. So whatever we're calling that, okay. But then yeah. there might be a guy who it really isn't into your whole gimmick, okay. Namely, I remember you telling me a story whenever we were in Oklahoma about Bubba Ray Dudley, who happened to also be in Oklahoma that night. And it seemed like you were you were steering clear of of Bubba Ray. Talk about that for a second. Oh, well, there's yeah, there. I guess there is some superstars. I I don't know if uh, you know are, are there for fun. And uh, but I, I I remember going. Jeez, uh, it was in Connecticut at the Southside Music Circus Arena. I don't know something, something like that. One of our favorite arenas where it's. It's basically maybe a thousand people surrounding a ring. I mean, where front row is so close that you could go up and actually reach your hand out and touch the mat that close. And uh, uh, I guess the Dudley boys were heels at that time, and they came out. And what year was this? He's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what year But, I mean, was. come on, like 97 or 2007. Probably 2007 or eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. And without a hiccup, uh, Bubba Ray takes a swig of water and just sprays it right in my face. And Devon laughing. <laughs> and I'm just holding up beside him. Were you there for that, Scott? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, usually after a show, we go to try to find somewhere to get something to eat or, you know, a Chili's or whatever's open late. There was a Hooters and, uh, you know, I, I, I ripped off a little piece of napkin. You know, the Hooters has the, you know, the roll there. And I, I think I wrote on there, Bubba sucks, and I held up a little thing. And he throws a roll out there. Show's over, shut up. And, ah. Just uh, kind of ever since then, ever running into each other, he's just kind of distant. But I get it. Uh, you know what? Mark Henry was the first person to ever tear up one of my signs, which really got me into holding up signs and getting that kind of reaction. Right. And deep down, I know Mark likes me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the same thing with Bubba. I, I, I know it's just a thing, and, uh, you know, showtime, showtime, but, you know... Uh, Outside, when uh, there's not a show, hey, they want to do their own thing, and that's cool. And you know, I, they're both cool as hell. And you know, I don't, I don't regret anything like that. So, so have have you ever gotten word back, or have you ever had any interaction with Vince McMahon? Man, that's a tough one. I've never personally met him. Okay. Uh, there's been times. And Scott can attest to this, where uh, I, I snuck in a, uh, a fake rooster in San Antonio, where during the DX 
uh, crotch chop thing. Crotch chop thing. Uh, I had a fake rooster with a, a a sign around the neck of the rooster that says Vince likes me. Vince likes the other name for a rooster. Right, okay. There you go. Got it. Okay. You can, you, can, you can. I think you can say cock on this show. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but uh, why would you? <laughs> right. So Vince comes out and I'm like, yeah, eat that. So he was mad and you know getting agitated. The most interaction I've had with with Mr. McMahon is is that. And jeez, uh, there was, was other times where I was yelling and screaming, being a jerk. Vince actually came up to Scott. So Vince, so you've met Scott. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Scott, you met Vince. He was in the ring. And Rick had done something, and as he's coming down the steps out of the ring, he looks at me and says, got to keep an eye on that guy. <laughs> so, in a sense, you you had an interaction with Vince. Yes. Yeah, yeah I guess. Now, but you also, Scott, told me a story that you guys got word back that, that one of your signs had literally had made Vince laugh a lot. Do you remember who, who was it that told you that, and what sign was it? No. no, no recollection. No, none. No. <laughs> okay, so how do you know for a fact that Mark Henry does like you? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I don't run into Mark very often. Um, sometimes I have friends. That, Man, Mark Henry's here. I go, oh, go up and say, hey, sign guy thinks you're great, and then he'd say, that's my arch enemy. You know, he's so great. He was the first one to ever rip up a sign. And uh, actually, it was uh, four years ago. Four years ago? The last time uh, Mania was in uh, New Orleans, uh, there was a nice uh, production company uh, uh, producing a movie called, uh, geez, it might be Smarks was the name. And uh, I guess they couldn't find enough funding to get it it going. But we did an interview there in 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 a hotel lobby. And I was talking about Mark and how he tore up the, the very first sign I ever had for him. And as I was explaining it, what do you know? He's rolling by with his luggage. Why do you have to interview that guy? I'm like, oh my God, Mark Henry, we're just talking about you. What's up? And, uh, you know, oh, he's so, so, he's so great. But I've never really had a, a one-on-one with him aside from him ripping up an entire case of signs. I I, I I don't know what city it was, yeah. but I carry a portfolio of signs, and he was in the second or third match. Even to court. And <laughs> instead of ripping up one sign, he takes the whole portfolio and rips them up. How early in the show was it? Had you seen? It was like early. second or third match. Oh, yeah. my God. It was crazy. And all I remember is... Um, uh, MVP was on the card, and uh, I had his face uh, that said dipstick, and I had an actual dipstick on it. It's a dipstick, you know, MVP dipstick. Well, Charles Robinson, the ref, just finds this the only thing left out of the ruins was a dipstick. He goes, Is this yours? <laughs> and hands it to me. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, damn. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark's the coolest, man. I, I think he lives still around Austin and stuff, but uh, to, I, I'm so proud and happy for him to, to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, 
Yeah, and that's that's going to be a big part, obviously, the, of the, the WWE WrestleMania weekend. Of course, is they when they do the Hall of Fame. Uh, used to do used to do it the night before. I think they smartened up, and they're going to do it two nights before. Because why would you throw a big party where people are staying up late and, and potentially drinking right. <laughs> the day before your biggest show? Uh, you know what's funny is that I uh, my only my only interaction ever with Mark Henry was that, uh, through a series of of, of odd events. When WrestleMania was here, I was covering it for uh, Cricket Wireless. So I'm watching the show from a suite, and we ended up getting invited to what, of course, people would know is the WrestleMania after party, where it's literally just the wrestlers. And we, we, didn't, we didn't know that this is what we were going to. And, um, you know, I'm not the world's biggest drinker, but it was WrestleMania and the first time in Dallas. And, and I'm leaving, and where they were, the hotel they were staying at was one of those revolving door things. And this is like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a long day, been a long week. And I somehow stumbled out the door and landed somehow on Mark Henry. Like, oh, like, no. like, I mean, he's just this giant <laughs> man. You didn't topple him over, did you? Or? Well, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think 10 of me could, and certainly not one, right, but, right. but somehow I just kind of tripped and it was almost kind of, kind of like, like if I had like a Velcro strip and he was like the, 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 the catch, it was like, you know, those, those places where you can go and run and, and jump and you stick to the wall. Like, right. Right. Okay. So Mark Henry was the wall <laughs> Wow. and I was just like, sorry, Mark. He's like, <laughs> like, and this kind of. Swatted me like a fly, like <laughs> off of him, and as he went into his hotel room. Yeah, so, yeah. So now, okay, think about this too as well. Okay, so also when you decided on the look, we talked about that a while ago. You said that you had a you had a friend that that had a, a design company. Like, explain like about the shirt, the work shirt, the red hat. Why? How did this come together? No, I just had a blue workman shirt and a, a red cap. Which uh, I think recently I, I dressed up as uh, Fred Durst for Halloween. Easy costume, right? Red hat. That's kind of what I was thinking. White shirt. Uh, Adidas. White Adidas. Boom. Did that, and uh, so I had kind of that combo with uh, you know a blue workman shirt, and went and we went to a show, and I think it was either. I'm still torn about this. It was either Jericho or it was Kid Cash where we were going on a loop. And so we're going to see them the next night. So we pissed them off the first night. Why not let them know, oh, same guys. Right. We're the same stupid stuff the next night. And sure enough, yeah, got a reaction. Do it, Gary. So I like to bring a different sign each night because I would expect they... I would expect they would want that, you know, something, something to hold up. Where you know, Miz one night goes, "Oh, that's good, that's good, that's hilarious." Yo, I'm gonna get you next night. That is the worst sign I've ever seen. You could do better than that. And then the next night, yeah, you're back on track. Yeah, you know, getting graded right. pretty much. I, I don't know. I, I look, but for that's him. that's the endearment we were talking about earlier. Okay, they're not having that with Frank the Clown. They're not going. I don't like your makeup tonight, or man, great makeup tonight. You see what I'm saying? I re- we'll, we'll have a sign. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I really think it's because now you've given them something where they're expected, and they're almost looking forward to it. Correct. I don't know. I don't know what they're expecting. I'm sure they're. 
I'm sure their focus isn't on the fans. I'm sure their focus is to put on a good show. Okay, but when yeah. they're but when they're doing this night after night, like you said, on the loop, five nights a week, there's got to be these little fun things where little moments like that are special. Great. You know, uh, yeah, awesome. If I could. You know, hold up a little sign to make them chuckle before they or yell something. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I'm really growing appreciation of the yelling and clapping now. You're, uh, you're stuff a yelling to yell clapper, right? And them, shut up, sign guy. You know, get out of your mom's basement and take it. I love it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Now, do you get recognized anywhere? Like, I recognized you, of course, the first time we met at the Rock and Roll Show because I'm a wrestling fan. Do you get recognized anywhere outside of the wrestling world? Very often. Rarely. Nah. Yeah. Doesn't really have to not be. Nah. Not I, I would say every concert we go to. Okay. Uh, and do they remember you from uh, yeah. past concerts or wrestling? No, Scott? From, wrestling, from wrestling. Okay. We were just so in the same a, way that I recognized him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, very rarely do I, do I wear the uh, the blue workman shirt and a red hat, but, uh, you know, Fozzie was in town. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah, I'm wearing this. Well, of course. So Jericho not. could... Tell me to f off as I'm holding up a sign that says "Play Freebird." <laughs> you know, not, it didn't work. By the way, not to patronize you, but I, I was going to say, it, it, at some point, you had to have worked Freebird into the thing, and you just beat me to it there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, please tell me you had a Freebird sign at Fozzie, and the answer is yes, indeed, that you did. Yeah, I did, and of course, that's hacky, and no, it didn't work. So it's fine. Okay, it's a great show. Go see Fozzie, people. Yes. Uh, second WrestleMania uh, prediction uh, against this time on the uh, SmackDown side. We have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the winner of the this year's Royal Rumble event. Uh, Scott, I want to start with you. Um, I don't know on this one. I'd be happy either way. Um, like both of them. Yeah, but what do you think, though? Um, I'd probably say Nakamura. Nakamura. I mean, why why win the Royal Rumble and not not have the payoff? Yeah. How do you think it's going to go though? You think you think that he's going to come off is a is it heelish or is it going to be just one of those things where they hug in the ring at the end? Yeah, hug in the ring at the end. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's the feel. AJ Styles is is so great. Uh, should be the champion. Absolutely. Uh, Nakamura, unbelievable at at what he does. It, it hasn't won a title yet and. Yeah, and, uh, WrestleMania is all about surprises. So yeah, I would say Nakamura. So that's that's the feel. That's what I think so too. And I said I think that's going to be the feel good spot where you know these two because they battled each other before in Japan. Oh, how great at the end where they shake though, and AJ goes, Pooh! yeah, yeah. Or again, punches him in the mouth. <laughs> the pull club comes out and. Beats him up. Oh! Sign guy predicts heel turn for AJ Styles. I like a heel turn whenever. It gives me more ammo to boo them and get a reaction and make signs. Yes. And make more signs. It's a lot easier to make heel signs than face signs. I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's great. Now, you guys, talking about the loop all ago, you guys actually prefer house shows versus TV. And I do, too. Sure. Scott, I want to start with you. Talk a little bit about what that is like in terms of even though you, you, you think it's like you have to, like, oh, my God, we, we can't miss Raw. But, you know, it's just a house show is the general gist of it. But you guys look at it differently, and I do too, but I want to hear it from you. Well, everything's at a slower pace, number one. You don't have to do the match in five minutes. It can go ten minutes with them in the ring messing around with the crowd. 
and everything, all the interaction, and Rick's going nuts, and they're giving it to him, ripping up signs. It's just a lot. It's it's so much better than the TV shows. And they don't have the pressure of having to perform on TV, so it's very, right. very loose. That's right. where it comes from me. Rick, yeah. what about you? What, what's your preference of house shows over TV? He, Scott said it all. I mean, it's, it's, it's so great. <laughs> it's so much fun. I mean, but... There's a crowd that would would love the explosions and the, uh, you know, uh, what do they do in pay-per-views and and uh, TV. That's, that's that's all fine and dandy, but, uh, yeah, we like the house shows, man. And, and, and sure, it, it, might, it might be the same show city after city, but then again, it is different. Right. It, it, it is a lot different. They change it up a lot. Well, not to mention, I also noticed that the, the way they communicate with each other in the ring, especially if you've gotten a good seat at a house show, it's like the whole... Okay, you talked about some the documentary that didn't get made earlier. We're not getting into terms, but for our listeners that don't know, you mentioned that the name of the film was going to be called Smarks. Yeah. Tell our listeners what that means. What is a smark? It's a term for... That's what... Uh, that. They asked me on that documentary, what, is, what does Smarks mean to you? And I go... Or what does it mean, period, to people uh, that wouldn't know at all? I, I don't know. I, I, I think I have a gist of Marks being just just passionate wrestling fans, I guess. Right. Well, I think what the term smarks, smarks... think they know it all, right. and here's what they should do, and right. they're kind of like an armchair quarterback to stuff, which... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm looking for a good show. That's right. Man. That's right. Smarks, I think, stands for smart mark. Mark meaning somebody that's a fan, but he's there to kind of dissect it and right. kind of kind of pump himself up there a little bit with all that. That is not us at all. Yeah. Well, initially, I disagree because we were at a show. You disagree that you're not a smarker. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Uh, we were at a show, and I think it was in Alabama. Or someplace, and Test comes over to me and said, "You are such a mark. Never heard the term before in my life." And I turned to Scott. He just called me a mark. What is that? And Scott's like, "I don't know." <laughs> well, I made a shirt that said "Mark" on it, and I would wear that under the blue shirt for many, many years, or at least a year. Or whatever, so I I, I don't know. I, I never really knew the true meaning of the word mark, and uh, yeah, test was was awesome. And uh, you might be the first person to, to, to admit that test taught you you know someone anything. So like, <laughs> God rest his soul. But uh, yeah, he's but, had a few people call him a mark. Okay, but okay, for but, jobber. again, like I said, a mark is somebody that is just you know kind of unconditionally involved and then smart means smart meaning that at the same time they think they know what's going on and like you said armchair what they should do right right which and, I, uh, and so I, I love it that at the house shows that they they don't care about any of that kind of because I'm like you guys I don't care about all that analyzing it and trying to you know we're having fun with the predictions but like you said like here's what they should do and I can't believe it and right. like that is that's truly the living in the mom's basement analogy kind of kind of thing there, and so but I think all wrestling fans, what's so great about it on a positive is that wrestling is very social. It's a very social. I mean, what we're doing right now is social. The reason why we're doing this, how how we met, 
is we it, are a great group of fans. Yeah, or a great group. Very of, passionate. Very passionate about something that kind of unites. So I was going to ask you this. So with that in mind, and if we're going to use the word, like I said, kayfabe, who is your, like I said, not who has been nice to you or who ripped up the signs but said, hey, good job tonight. Like, who is your favorite wrestler as just as a fan? Who do you enjoy seeing, A, of all time, and then B, currently on the cur- currently active? Scott, let's start with you. No, we're starting with you, Scott. I haven't heard, um, I haven't heard enough from you tonight. <laughs> I mean, I like all the heels, pretty much. Okay. Anything they do that's bad, I love. Okay, but is there you know, one wrestler you're like, you know, we're going to go I anyway. Rick, Rick Flair was great. Okay. Uh, Triple H is a heel's great. Well, okay, before I, I preface this, okay, before before you answer, let me say this then, okay? What is your first, and Rick, we'll start with you with this, what is your first memory of wrestling? What was the first time you saw wrestling? And what, like, what memory do you have that that was your first Exposure to wrestling. Let's let's start with that. Okay. Well, I was a kid in Gahanna, Ohio, and going over to my friend Jeff Stonebreaker's house, we would watch the uh, Superstation. Okay. What year? Eighty-five. Jeez, we were in grade school. I don't know. It might be in the eighteen hundreds. It was a long, long time ago. But, but in we all seriousness, about eighty-four, eighty-five, maybe. No, no. Even before or, or later? It's got to be before that. Yeah. Okay. What Starcade a thing? Early then? early eighties, no. Okay, so Starcade started in eighty eighty two, I think, right? Before that. Yeah. yeah. I mean it, okay. it was uh Mr. Wrestling Two, it was Tommy Wildfire Rich, Rich. it was right. Ric Flair. So that would have been the late seventies, early eighties, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was your first so what was your first yeah. what was your first memory of, of that though? Oh, uh, just going there and, and watching it I think it was like a Saturday morning. Um I don't know. We would love it. And I would see uh, Ric Flair, who, as a kid, I despised. I go, who is this human being? And is he a human being? <laughs> yeah, he, Which we found out that he's not. He's a, he's, look at him. He's something he else. rides limos, and he is way better than us, and he's going to throw it in our face, and he's a jerk. And I couldn't stand him. Terrible. Well, now he's my favorite of all time. But that was the first time you, you remember being emotionally invested. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I thought, this guy is a creep. He's terrible. Uh, in the ring, he was, he was great. He would do his, uh, just such a great performer. And, you know, growing up, I, I looked, I go, geez, Ric Flair is awesome. Uh, what was the local promotion at the time? Did you, did you, what was your first oh, time? I was just a little boy. Uh, local promotion, uh, man... I really didn't go to any local promotion, even even though later I did. Um, the first WWE show I went to was in San Antonio, and it was a house show, and it was the Ultimate Warrior versus Undertaker at a house show, and I remember Andre the Giant was there. Early 90s then? Yeah, and uh, Andre came out on a walker, and uh, yeah, it was this uh, un- unbelievable experience. I got to see these superheroes Andre, yeah. um, live in action, which, which is really, really cool. But the thing that what got me was um, going to a Raw show, which was on TV at Reunion Arena in Dallas, and brought a couple signs, and that's where Mark Henry 
tore up my sign of Nation of Flatulation instead of <laughs> Nation of... And do a little Cartman guy, you know, at the, at the time was popular, and he ripped it up, and I was like, man, this is this is great. What was your first wrestling match live experience? Period. Do you remember that? Jeez. Uh, no, it was probably that one in San Antonio with uh, Undertaker and uh, Ultimate Warrior at a house show. So because of with that, Scott, I, I, with Scott, I, I don't know. I don't know what Scott. First matches. So, so now Scott, we now we give you time time to think, Mr. Steiner. So we, uh, so he said Ric Flair. So first of all, again, what was your very first memory of ever having been exposed to wrestling? What year was it, and what was it? Well, I don't remember what year, but I was a kid in Pittsburgh, and I remember seeing Bruno San Martino on TV, who was like the king of Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Yeah. It's probably in black and white. So you know, wow. in the '60s. But then when the Dallas wrestling got popular, I would go to that. Was the world class with the Von Erichs and all that? Yeah. Right? Except, you know, I, was, I was not a Von Erich fan, though, I because I like the heels. Right, so you're a Freebird free guy. Right? Right. Yeah, Freebirds right. all Would you way. go to the Sportatorium? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of times. Well, we can't talk about wrestling, especially wrestling in Dallas. Um, and, you know, we're all, you know, we're currently in Dallas and Texas without talking about the Von Erichs in the world-class territory. And, and of course, the, the, probably the greatest rivalry of, of, you know, that I remember. Uh, I grew up watching Mid-South Wrestling, so I was all about, you know, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys before they went to WWE, like the Junkyard Dog and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Ted DiBiase and all those guys. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know, free birds forever, my friend. Bad yeah. Street USA. So, yeah. That was so, all good. And that's when, you know, you, you thought they were bringing in a wrestler that nobody had ever seen before. Little, little did we know that they'd been all over and Dallas was just another place to go. Right, because we, we didn't realize that there was these territories that yeah. had been traveling around. And, right. But you actually went to the world-famous sportatorium. I, I, was, oh, yeah. I was up too yeah. young to I, – I saw rock and roll shows there. Later, I saw... Uh, At the Sportatorium? The Sportatorium. No I'll, I'll tell you... We were talking about Hellman earlier. I'll tell you a quick little funny story. So I guess some promoter was able to get the building pretty cheap in the... I guess after WCW folded in around like 92, 93. Okay. And was opening it up to rock and roll. Now, think about hmm. the scariest things that you could imagine. And it was funny. We actually talked about this on last episode, so I don't want to repeat it, but... I saw the Beastie Boys there, okay, in 1992 wow. on the Check Your Head tour with Henry Rollins. Uh, it was a Rollins band, and, and, and wow. at the time, not known, was the opening band was Cypress Hill. Wow. And I think it was like Mike D's birthday, and, and what, what happened was, was that all these people were jumping up and down. I, I tell our listeners, check out the entire Mixmaster Mike episode. I tell this story at length. I'm just telling it to you now because of the combination, but... People were jumping up and down on this ant termite infested floor until they actually fell through it. Wow. Oh, wow. And Adam Yout, of course, the late great MCA, had to come out. And this is during the Rollins Band set and kind of calm everybody down. It was just mayhem, right? So, just mayhem. They had three like bleachers set up. So you were watching, and so people were diving from the ble- This is at the time in music where people were stage diving at. Crosby, Stills, and Nash at Woodstock. You know what I mean? Like, but so, how do you think they follow that up with? About, I think, about, I don't know, like a few months later, it was supposed to be Helmet, Sepultura, and Ministry. No. 
Yes. No, you don't remember do you and I would no. Oh no. That would be the most not in two thousand seventeen. In nineteen ninety three when, oh, when wow. all three of those bands were at their most lethal. Wow. Any one of those bands would have burned the place to the ground. Yeah. Right. Helmet ended up having a car accident and they weren't able to make the show. And I uh, I, I I think it actually I think Sepultura might have been who who replaced them, but it was Sepultura and Ministry, and this was one again a very frightening frightening evening. Wow. So that was where my rock and wrestling uh, crossroads combined there. So I, I ask our listeners to check out uh, the, the Mixed Master Mike uh, episode. I tell that story at length, and I think, I think it's, a, it's one of our favorite shows we've ever done. Uh, once again, okay, so now we come down to... So we, so we answered that about Ric Flair, and you would have to say Ric Flair is probably your favorite of all time, too. Yeah. Who do you like that's currently on the roster that you look forward? Not because he... he you know, you're you're having small talk with him when the cameras aren't rolling. I'm talking about like, who do you like? Who do you like to see? Um, Scott, I'd say the Miz is always a favorite. Okay, or the Mrs. For me, would be the Mrs. Wife. <laughs> okay, the, uh, the, uh, the child is born. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, because yes. he was worried it was going to happen on WrestleMania. So, right. okay, so here's a prediction. Congratulations. Yes. So here's a prediction for you. I was going to say was. Will Maurice go into labor on WrestleMania? I didn't realize it. So it was was it today? Today it was just today. A, a few hours ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we want to say congratulations to Miz and Maurice. That's he fantastic. He sent me a private text that said, "Hey, you know, she, <laughs> no." <that didn't> happen. <laughs> I didn't see it. So this this had to just happened tonight, then. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, uh, uh, about three, four hours ago. Okay, yeah. and it was a girl, right? A boy? Or, yes. Okay. Yes. I thought I remember so. her, hearing her say that. Cool name, too. And I can't remember. So, well, con- well congratulations to Maurice and The Miz on it. Because I know he was so worried that, like, like he's going to be in the ring and, like, she's going to be, like, giving birth. So, so good for them. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm a massive Maurice fan. I think she's one of the best ever to do it. And, and when WrestleMania was here in Dallas, I didn't know that she was returning. And, you know, I had the great seats at for Cricket Wireless at WrestleMania, but the next night, my seat was in a zip code away from the ring, and when Maurice jumps the railing, yep, I made a high-pitched squeal yep. that is still hanging somewhere. I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> leave, leave it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so where did you guys see her at before the show? Or No, no, she, keep, uh, she was down watching like a match or two. Yeah. Uh, over there, like behind the announce table, and yeah. we were like, "Oh look, it's Maurice! Wow, I'm gonna watch the show. Great!" I had no idea she was gonna come over and interact and uh, do the things that she did. That was great. Well, I didn't. I mean, again, I'm not somebody who keeps up with the personal life, so I had no idea that, that she actually was married to the Miz. I didn't oh, realize okay. that she had any reason to be there. So it wasn't like I was like, "Oh, there's Miz's wife. That's why." I was just like. Maurice is back, so that was kind of a cool thing there. Okay, so so who, so again, who do you like to see? You pointed at him for a reason. What was it? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know about him, but I kind of go around the house now, going, 
Hello, I am Elias. <laughs> Elias is a good team. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, I, oh, I think he's a, f- a really funny character, and I've, I've, I've held up sh- uh, signs for him, and he's acknowledged. So, you know, I, I put him as the, jeez, uh, the sixth member of Nickelback or the fifth member. <laughs> he goes, I made that band. I made that band. So he's so, keeping it going, right? Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to tear that one up later. Oh, he's great. And I think he's a great uh, performer and a great wrestler. So, um, I don't know. Uh, and he, but he believes the character. And, and for me, he's my favorite right now, too, as in terms for the male wrestlers. Uh, I would have to say Mandy Rose, of course, is my favorite overall. But uh, she is... Why is that? Well, as I told Gail Kim, she has got... She just oozes confidence. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, it's, you got to love that confidence, man. You know, but no, I think she's great. I think she's got a great look. I think that she's great in the ring, and I was happy to have been there yeah. when she made her debut in, in Houston in November. But uh, you know, but talking about back to Elias is that it's been a long time since we've seen a gimmick that is just so believable. That is somebody that is so committed to the gimmick. Do you know what I mean? That he makes you laugh. He. It has such a wide net of where he can go with it that it doesn't seem that it's going to get stale anytime soon. No, no, I, I don't find. Yeah, I don't find it getting stale anytime soon at all. I mean, I, I, I look forward to uh, everything being quiet and, and hearing the bling <laughs> and just waiting and waiting. He knows exactly when to go. And yeah, his timing is impeccable. Yeah, yeah. Impeccable. his timing's down already. That's that's good. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just sitting there, you know, watching, waiting for a good shot of whatever city he's in. You know, you scumbags of Cleveland. Yeah! And not to open up this can of worms, but you know like how I think one of the reasons why, too, because he's the only one that seems to be given some leverage of freedom where he's not having to re- remember a script and he's kind of allowed to kind of go off the cuff because there's only things he has to say is hello I'm Elias and the whole thing about silence your cell phones and I love it when he says and shut your mouth, shut it's, your mouth. it's so awesome yeah. but you know like any good performer he's able to feed off the crowd and kind of go you know my favorite of all time is Rowdy Roddy Piper who I think was the best ever at that so I think is that a, is that a good is that a good oh, way of yeah. saying it I mean Piper jeez uh, aside from Ric Flair, Piper, uh, when I was a kid, Piper was uh, had the blue blazer and was a commentator and would talk with uh, the great uh, Gordon Sully, right? And talk with him and, you know, do interviews and this and that. I go, well, this Piper guy, you know, he's kind of a jerk, but yeah. he's doing the interview and stuff like that. Boom, what do you know? He's a wrestler. Right, right. They built that up so much to where he goes into wrestles. And so, jeez. You know, after that, I, th- I thought he was the greatest. Totally, totally. But uh, the thing is with uh, Elias, uh, did you go to the show in, in Dallas? I was. At, I saw you guys at both shows. Yeah. Did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I guess during the, uh, uh, the match with uh, Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt... Uh, oh yeah, the ultimate deletion. They didn't show it in the arena. Yeah, they they showed it to the studio, to the TV audience. But what we got was Elias. Yeah. We got Elias. We got Ronda Rousey right. and another match. But Elias was in there. He came in, did his ring, <laughs> and he did the. That's it. I'm leaving. And you know, went one head over the uh, 
over the robes. People were like, yay! You come back in. Boo. Yay! Boo. Did that for like five minutes. It was awesome. Right. You can't script that. It's something he's any good yeah. performer, he knows how yeah. to, to, to make that. To get a reaction like that is awesome. So I mean, you see so many people out there where you can just feel them trying to remember the words or they're going to get fired. And it feels so stiff and it feels so wooden. But again, that's a whole other that's more of a smart type kind of kind of kind of you know lineage of thinking. So I wanted to say this. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did want to say this, is that... Yes, thank you, exactly. So, okay, so now is... I want to hear, and for our listeners, I know what they want, and they want to hear a good road story, okay? Like, when you think about you guys doing the loop, and out of all these shows, you mentioned the thing, the experience you had with Bubba Ray at the restaurant. I remember when the three of us, along with our my buddy Tyler, was at... We were in Oklahoma, and we ended up going to get something to eat before the show, and Sting and his wife walks in. You were inspired to make a sign, and you held it up during the show that night that said, thanks for paying our tab at the Right, he at. never really got that, yeah. Right. <laughs> but they, they really want to you know, hear about that kind of stuff. Where, talk about a, a run-in at a hotel, at a bar, something that was favorable, maybe something that wasn't favorable. You were threatened. Anything like that? Tell me something that sticks out out of all out of all those miles you've put in. Talk to me, chat me up about that. Dang, Katie at the gas station. Actually, uh, uh, Scott brings up Kane, and uh, you know, I, I was looking forward to this podcast, and uh, I was thinking about a couple things, and. And thank you, sir. And uh, sure. And I thought about uh, the uh, the venues that we've been to. And our second favorite venue to go to is the lovely Oil Palace in Tyler, Texas. Okay. Out of any place in the country. Yeah, the Oil Palace, so great. Okay. And I have a few stories about camp. And here's how great he is. <laughs> this was a time where Kane uh, had the mask, did not speak. No, no, Kane didn't speak. What yeah. you're, so this was like 98 then, King of the Ring kind of, kind of style? Wasn't, wasn't that long ago, but... Oh, you know what? He, he might have had the... Uh, the uh, my name's Kane. Uh, you missed a lot of that stuff. I remember I, I didn't watch wrestling from 98 okay. to, to well, 2000. Well, he didn't talk. Well, he, he didn't talk. Okay. Had the mask, couldn't see what was going on. So I'm at the show, I'm holding up signs, being an idiot, whatever, whatever. Kane's in the ring, wrestling, walks back, grabs me, he goes, Hey, we got a camera behind you. Turn the sign around before you hold it up. We want to see it in the back. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Kane. Guy never spoke. <laughs> Kane speaks. Wow! Tell me that he wants to see my side. Yay! So, uh, yeah. So that's that happened years and years ago. Okay. Uh, so again, he's not. If he ran into Frank the Clown, he's not going to say, "Hey, Frank, turn to the left." We I don't see, know about that. We want to see your makeup. Well, I mean, in I spite know. of the whole, the whole, you know, um, was it McFoley's McFoley connection he, that, that Frank the Clown's got? But what I mean is this: is that. 
that has what is has endeared you. I appreciate what you're saying, but they're uh, looking forward to it. Uh, so, so with Kane, <laughs> we're at a gas station, and we're filling up. We're going to the next city, and I'm filling up. You know, our rent a car, going to the next city. There's a dark shadow that appears as I'm filling up. <laughs> it's like just like the movies, man. Perfect. Just Perfect. like the movies. <laughs> and I slowly turn around, <laughs> and there's a guy eating a bag of trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> scares the hell out of me. It's freaking Cade. <laughs> Hi, Cade. <laughs> You're not going to the next town, are you? Yeah. Uh, and walks off. <laughs> All right. Another time, we're going to the car. Uh, I don't know where you were. You might have been at the car already, but I'm, you know, got my little carrying case with dumb signs and walking off. Then all of a sudden, this car <laughs> pulls up. And it looked like a little car because Kane's driving it. He goes, hey, get out of here. I go, Kane, hey, man, can you give me a ride? Like, sure, hop in. I go around to the side. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he's... Uh, Do you think he, he thought you were serious or it was just for, for a good effect? You know what? I don't <laughs> care if he's or not. Right. Who cares? It's awesome. That's so awesome. Exactly. Yeah. All of them are, are just so cool. And, geez. Scott, for you? Oh, uh, it's, the same, it's, it's the same stories. I mean, I'm, I'm with him, so if anything happens, it's because they see him. Right, for sure. But I mean, but there's got to be something to success. I'll give you one. I'll okay. give you one. But it is weird that if, when you're filling up with gas, a wrestler pulls up in a car and, yeah. and fills up. <laughs> Seamus or right. know, whoever. We ran, in, we ran into, um, I think it was a house show, but like last year, uh, might have been after, it was after like TLC or uh, Great Balls of Fire or oh, something yeah, like yeah. whatever. Ran into um, Sami Zayn and Big Kaz. I was oh wow! Now I didn't. It wasn't some big foreshadowing thing behind me, and I'm expecting the blade to come down on top of me. <laughs> I was just paying, and I was like, you know. And then I mean, I didn't say anything to them, but like, I, mean, I actually ended up talking to Kaz for a little bit, but very in a very mellow, casual kind of way. But anyway, you were going to give me something? Uh, no, um, you know. <laughs> Scott's a very cool guy and, you know, very soft-spoken and I'm the loud, loud mouth, but uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins always comes over and he, he, you know, gives me an earful and he goes, you shut up and you shut up, Marty Jannetty. <gasps> yeah! So now, from now on, he comes over and goes, hey, Scott, Marty Jannetty! <laughs> which, which is perfect because, again, that would be the dynamic. You know, people haven't seen Marty Jannetty in a long time. You have the long hair. It's not entirely possible that you're not Marty Jannetty. <laughs> you know, and, cool. you, and you don't entirely not look like Marty Jannetty. But even if you didn't, the real diss is that one of those rockers went far and one of them did not. That's what I thought of. And Rick, yeah. Rick's like, oh... Long, I thought that was a big compliment. Hit. I don't know. No, no, no. He's calling him Marty Jannetty because it's kind of like you're the big flamboyant one that that people know about, and then you're the the, the sidekick no, stew. No, he's got the long hair. That's right. what he says. But I, but I it's, agree it's, with you. But it's oh, okay. it's times two though. It's why it works so well. That's why it's yeah, yeah. It's why it works so well. Combo of both, probably. Yeah. Uh, 
is it basically he's calling you a loser? He's, he's yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you're the star, you're the loser. I don't take I the Marty Chinetti. You're a very positive, potentially naive human being. But <laughs> no. okay, final prediction. Uh, so of course the big main event, of course, is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Rick, who do you have in the main event? Reigns. Roman Reigns. Okay, without a doubt. All right, and is this? Based on again, we're just doing fan stuff. We're not doing the because Brock Lesnar's contract is about to be up or any crap like that. What, what is it? No. It, what is it based on? It, it's reigns and a, a title, and I guess the title should be threatened more often than not than the way Brock defends it. So, sure, reigns. Okay, Scott. I agree. It's reigns. Okay. It seems to make the most sense to kind of make him whole. He's actually been finally giving some pretty good good promos lately as well, by the way. Yeah. Also, when you're at a house show, he doesn't get booed. Yeah. Yeah, we've never seen that. No. We've yeah. never seen him get booed at a house show. So people that are doing it to come to the TV shows that are just copying what they're seeing on TV. I wonder where it started. I guess it started yeah. at the Rumble, I guess. Maybe it's major markets. Maybe it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But everybody, you know... I- People say all the time, does he, or ask me, does he get booed? No, he, he gets cheered pretty much everywhere except on TV. Yeah. Is there, He's pretty much like a, it's another Cena. Yeah. yeah. Is there any one match here that you, uh, no matter how much you, you, know, you had to go to the restroom or whatever, you're just not going to leave your seat for uh, for this year's WrestleMania? What is, what is the most anticipated Moment besides the potential Kid Rock concert, Scott. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's yeah, right. Of course, that anticipated. Of course, but, but is there any one moment that, that that you know you're going for a good show? You can say all that, but on the ride to New Orleans, there's something on, there's going to be on your mind. That you're hoping to see what's it going to be? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Finn Balor, Seth, Miz. Okay, that might steal the show. It has potential to steal the show for sure. Mrs. Yeah. raises game so much. You know, when you got a got a got a good woman on your side, I sh- I should know. Shout out to my girl Jossie. Uh, Scott, what do you what do you have to say to that? Well, I don't even like to get up and go to the restroom or anything during the during, yeah. during the show. That's a long show, though. It's a yeah, long show. Like, yeah. Uh, man, there's no clunkers at Mania, right? They, no, on paper. Any other any other events because you know it's a week long thing. Is there any other non WWE or any other WWE <laughs> events you are planning on, on, on going to? You laugh. What what? Well, there's a lot of stuff. Oh God, on. yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, we uh, get off a plane and we're probably going to a match at noon on Friday. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, it just keeps getting. It's like South by Southwest in Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's like it is. It used to be like you know a couple of things, and then they added it. Now it's like I think Dave Meltzer's having to do his thing at like nine a.m. and yeah. Bruce Pritchard's and you know speaking of podcasts, like a lot of stuff that people are talking about right now is Brother Love's podcast, and and uh, they're having to do two shows, one in the morning and mm-hmm. one in the in the night because it's all been sold out. Is there anything along out of those events that you're really looking forward to? Well, there's yeah, there's a lot of wrestling events going on. I mean, but I mean, which ones are you planning on going to specifically? That you're looking forward to. Uh, we're not going to any of the podcasting. It's all live wrestling. Right. Okay, good. good. Uh, maybe the House of Hardcore. Um, 
uh, wrestling religion. I mean, there's just so many things. Shimmer. Yes. Shimmer, yes. Evolution. Shimmer's always evolve, a great show. Sorry. Evolve. Right. And, yeah. The, evolve. Geez. Yeah, I remember going to the Shimmer show when it was here in Dallas, and it was absolutely outstanding. And yeah. how many of those girls are now in the WWE now? Ruby Riot and and uh, and I think I think a couple of them are in NXT now. Uh, like Nicole Savoy, she was on the yeah. Mae Young Classic. No, I want to tell you about Mandy Rose. Yes. Uh, at, so we're at From house show enough, right? Yeah. Uh, in Oklahoma City before the uh, the show, and, uh, I blew up a picture of Mandy Rose and had the girls. Go live, Tyler, or go uh, live, Tyler. Sorry, go live, Morgan. She goes, ah! Well, actually, Paige ripped it up and then wiped her butt with it. And I go, oh, <laughs> finally, you wiped. And she's like, ah, shut up. And Mandy came over, and goes, I am way prettier than her. How dare you do that? <laughs> so I, I get the two confused. I, I, well, you know, I don't think you're the only ones. I, I hear that now. Personally, I am a big fan of both of them, so I'm able to... It was kind of like, you know, for a while, you couldn't tell the Bella Twins apart until they, they gave them character, but I, I don't. I think that they're, they're pretty unique characters, and that they also had the misfortune of... Uh, they debuted the same weekend, like, are they yeah. in kind of similar factions as, as part of a, of a three, three, three-woman team and all that stuff. But it's going to be a great, great, great show... And I'll tell you some other wrestling events uh, not happening shortly after WrestleMania, but not actually happening at WrestleMania, uh, where you also can probably can find uh, Rick the Sign Guy along with Scott Bama as well as myself. Uh, there's probably one of the, the biggest independent wrestling promotions uh, besides Ring of Honor in North America is the Imperial Wrestling Revolution. Uh, that is based up in Oklahoma. They've awesome. Got, they've got a lots of big shows. Obviously, you know the three of us. We were along with my friend Tyler. Uh, we were in uh, in Oklahoma the last couple Oklahoma of years. Too. Yep. Uh, they've got a lot of great stuff coming up in some of these great smaller markets and even some of the bigger markets coming up uh, April fourteenth in Quinlan, Texas. Uh, April twentieth is in Gainesville. Uh, and April 21st is a big, big show, probably one of the biggest shows of the year, which is called Rise of the Revolution 3, which is going to be April 21st at the Gas Monkey, uh, live in Dallas. Lots and lots of great action uh, happening. Oh, wait, that, you're right about that. Okay, yeah, it's actually not at Gas Monkey. Actually, he's been moved to how we were talking about that Shimmer show at WrestleMania. It's been moved there to a great venue called Eddie Dean's. It's in the heart of downtown Dallas. It's right across from the K. Bailey uh, Convention Center. It's technically actually kind of like Billy Bob's. It's actually a restaurant, yeah. uh, Eddie Dean's Barbecue. But it's, uh, it's going to be a big show. Speaking of barbecue, uh, Jim Ross is going to be there. Uh, lots and lots of great action. Iceman King Parsons, speaking of the Von Erichs, um, the Von Erichs, uh, Kevin's sons, uh, Ross and Marshall will be there. Big, big show. And then the next night in Denton, Texas for Imperial Wrestling's uh, Homecoming. And then on the 28th of April out in Paris, Texas. So lots and lots of big, big, big shows coming up. So we in, in, invite you to go to Imperial Wrestling Revolution. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out. Make some signs. See if you can outdo Rick the Sign Guy here. Uh, come on over. That'd be tough to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just don't bring him to court, uh, uh, as it were. Uh, so and again, uh, so Rick, remind everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, I think it's 
on Twitter, Rick WWE Sign Guy. Okay, I guess that sounds very I, confident. I, I don't even. Yeah, I'll have I'll have, I'll have I'll have links up on the website. I can look it up. Uh, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Tricky Kid and the number two. Once again, that's Tricky Kid and the number two. We're also on Instagram under DJ Tricky Kid. Uh, go to Facebook and type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Throw us a like our way. Uh, we do all types of contests, ticket giveaways, great, great stuff. The best way is to go to iTunes and click the subscribe button. If you do, uh, check it out. It's free. You'll be able to get shows just like this each and every Thursday. Again, we just had... Mixmaster Mike for the Beastie Boys. We have so much great stuff coming up. And don't forget our 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 YouTube channel, which is Tricky Kid TV. We just had the great Larry Hama, the creator of the G.I. Joe universe. We've had Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. Uh, lots and lots of great stuff uh, coming that way. Uh, so uh, once again, guys, I want to thank Rick Ackberger, the WWE sign guy, for joining us thank here you. On uh, on the excuse me on not on the not, not on the network but on Tricky Kid Radio. So for Scott Bama, for Rick Ockberger, I'm your host Roy Turner. Uh, again, everybody have a safe trip down to WrestleMania. Have a great time in New Orleans. Experience it while you're there. Experience New Orleans. Experience all types of culture and food, and have a great time. Check out all the great events and uh, join us next week uh, and then the week after because we'll have a lot of uh, great uh, feedback from the big event and if you want to join the conversation again join us on Twitter at Tricky Kid the number two once again I'm your host Roy Turner for Tricky Kid Radio we'll see you next week <laughs>